Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everybody. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And from 88.9, I'm Dory Zori. Hello. And this week, we are going to be talking about The Whale. You're an amazing person, Ellie. I couldn't ask for a more incredible daughter. Are you actually trying to parent me right now? Who would want me to be a part of their life? You don't stay in touch with mom? She really only tells me things about you. Why? Because that's all I want to know about. The Whale is the newest film from Darren Aronofsky starring Brendan Fraser. It is about a man who is obese and can't leave his house, essentially kind of housebound. And he's trying to get a relationship back with his daughter who he is estranged from. That is really intense. And yes. full disclosure, yeah. <laughs> I thought this movie was streaming and it wasn't. And I wasn't able to see it in the theater in time. So I'm going to be playing the part of the listener. And hopefully I can ask you all the questions that are burning through their minds as we go. Well, that sounds great. Well, how do you want to start? Because that's a lot. This is fi- yeah. fiction, semi autumn It's based on a play. Okay. So it is fictional. Uh, this is what everyone's talking about. Brendan Fraser's making a big comeback. We've been talking about that for a long time. Somebody did call it the Brennaissance, mm. but I've recently referred to it as the Brendanaissance, and I'm much more comfortable with my that, version. I vote for Brendanaissance. Yeah. I think it's uh, fancier. It does sound fancier. It has more syllables, so it makes you sound smarter. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So why is everyone talking about his role in here? I mean, I think he started to get the attention before this with some of his smaller. He was like in a show and just seeing him back, people were excited. Mm-hmm. And he had, he's been gone for quite a while. And then he came back and he's also just been so sweet out in public that everyone's fallen in love with him, mm-hmm. which is great. And then this was the film that everyone could really latch onto, where he really gets to show his chops after mm-hmm. so long. And after watching it, I mean, the hype is justified. When, He's fantastic. How far into the movie did you realize that the hype is justified? I'd say you get about, because the first, you get over the spectacle of like he's got the suit, he's got prosthetics on, mm-hmm. and he's playing a man who's you know disabled by this, these things that have happened to him. So once you get past the spectacle of it and you see his face, and there's a lot of great filmmaking of it, you see his face, you get to see the emotion. So it's not long before you realize, okay, I, I can see why people were into it. And how much do you know about the director? Darren Aronofsky, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of his journey. His first movie was Pi, which oh. was a very small indie film, which was really smart, really well done. Then Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got me there. That's one of those movies that I feel like everyone needs to see, but I don't ever need to see it more yeah, than once. I can see it's an impressive film, but you're right. I'm like, I don't really need that in my life. <laughs> that kind of stress and anxiety. We'll definitely talk a lot more about the whale and the Brendanaissance, hashtag Brendanaissance, in the <laughs> podcast. So please stick around. Hey, Radio Milwaukee family, you tune in to us and now we want to tune into you. 
From now until February 17th, we'd love for you to spend a few minutes taking our listeners' survey. Your responses will let us know what you dig about what we're currently doing and give us feedback on how to make it even better. As an added incentive, all complete responses are entered to win a $150 gift card to Black Shoe Hospitality Restaurant. You can find our survey online at Radio Milwaukee or hyphen.org. And we're back. I have something fun yes. to talk about as we're talking about Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. I just read something that kind of connected a couple dots that we've been talking oh. about recently. His fourth film was a sports drama, The Wrestler, that starred... Oh, yeah, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. That's right. And then his next film after that was a psychological horror film that had sound design in it that changed my life. Oh, that's right. You know what? I think I may be changing my mind about what I said earlier. Because there are some great movies he's done. But there's a couple that have made me just straight up angry. Mm. But, um, but the whale's not one of them. The whale's not one of them. I love the whale. The other cast. Tell me about that. Yeah. Honestly, the whole cast is really the best part of this. They are all firing uh, on all cylinders. Sadie Sink, who everybody knows from Stranger Things. Oh, She's the yes. redhead that shows up in the second season i believe she's the one who no spoilers but running up that hill yeah yeah she, that's her song that's okay. right that's what brought her back oh she's great yeah she's good and and she play his daughter she plays his daughter and she plays she's mean Ooh. oh man is she mean and it's hard to like her for a while so she does a really good job and it's very different from her other characters so i was really impressed with her and then uh hung chow who plays his nurse oh not really his nurse but like a friend who's also a nurse who comes and helps him. She is so great. And she got nominated for that, for her mm-hmm. performance, which I also totally get. She's been in stuff. And I she was in the menu. She played the assistant, kind of like the sous chef, yes. or the, the hostess. She was so good She was in really there. intense. And she's also on this new show called uh, Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. And she plays a great character. So... I'm kind of excited by her now that I've connected these dots because I've seen her in so many things that I love. I can't, I'm, can't help but relate this back to music yeah. when you discover a band that maybe the lead singer didn't start in, right? The lead singer's been around forever. Yeah. You love this new band, then you go down the rabbit hole and listen to all the other bands that this singer was in, and then oh, you find yeah. the producer and find out <laughs> or what studio it was recorded yeah. in. I love that some of these movies with actors that have been around forever just catch your attention in a way where then it makes you a super fan of, yeah. of that actor. I love that because that is how you get, you discover things you never would have before. I remember when I first found out what a director was. Like, mm-hmm. oh, a director is essentially the, he makes the whole thing and everyone collaborates and some of them have their own style and you can kind of identify their, it's like an author, like, oh, I love their books. I didn't connect that until I was in my teens and then, Oh, I should just go look at all that director's work. Once you can start doing that, that's so much fun. And see the journey that they take. So back to the whale, Christopher Pollard. What kind of emotions? Like, was it all sad? Like, I guess, yeah. What were the first three emotions that you went through? Sad, sad, and then sad. Mm. I mean, (laughs) it is a dark movie, Mm -hmm. and it's an emotional movie, and... It's hard to dislike him. He does bad things in it. He does good things in it. But 
you hear his story, the, the Brendan Fraser story. He plays Charlie. Okay. And so you hear Charlie's story, you kind of piece it together as the film goes on. And so you learn more details and everything. It's very sad. It also makes you angry at parts. You see some of the characters, how they behave towards him. or And then also he's done some stuff that he's not proud of. Once you start seeing this, you do feel bad. But there's an incredible empathy for his character the whole time. When I was watching it, I will say this. like There's the emotional journey of that character mm-hmm. that you see on his face and everything just like you would anybody else. But because he's playing this man who's classified as morbidly obese, he can barely walk. He has to use a walker or a wheelchair. The whole movie is the not emotional and physical strain that this character Ooh. is exhibiting. Mm-hmm. And it is constant. Like there's moments where he's just sitting there and he's talking, but there's always a moment where he has to get up, just simply get up. He drops a key. He can't get the key him trying to get up without his walker it's like i found myself taking deep breaths mm. it makes you feel like the pain he's going through and even when he laughs any laugh it immediately triggers like a pain and wheezing oh and so this it must have been incredible even to fake that you know you're acting you're not actually having them you connect to it right away because like i said you could physically kind of feel tense while watching the movie oh wow yeah i was just looking since i haven't seen this movie looking through imdb at you know how they have kind of like trivia and fun facts yeah so i'm just going to kind of close my eyes and pick one out and read it to you um and see what you thought of it oh this kind of goes into what you said because of the character's severe weight he had to don a heavy prosthetic suit for the role that he wore for hours He told members of the media in attendance at the Venice International Film Festival, I developed muscles I did not know I have. Yeah. He even felt a sense of vertigo at the end of the day when all the appliances were removed, like stepping off the dock onto a boat in Venice. I would have never thought about how that feels when you step out physically of the costume at the end of a day. Be freed from it. Mm -hmm. It it would make sense that, I mean, as an actor, you would probably want, to have some of that physical burden on you, yeah. not just some like latex light suit. Right, to get in character. Yeah. When Gary Oldman played Churchill, and there's a scene, you see him behind, backstage dancing really hard in the big fat suit. And I was like, that, I bet, does not weigh as much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you're having a good time. But this feels like there's no way you're, it looked really encumbering on him. Well, and it doesn't sound like there was a lot of action sequences with him, but is there something kind of blowing my mind thinking about Brendan Fraser wearing the suit, playing this kind of character and ending up after all the shooting being maybe in better shape himself yeah, after having to don this yeah, right. huge costume? I wouldn't be surprised. It was interesting. I heard somebody say it was weird having a person play somebody of, of that size when without getting an actor of it's like i don't know if that's a problem or not because it's brendan fraser is not that big Mm -hmm. but he's not a small man it's not it's essentially you have a big man playing a much bigger man Mm -hmm. but also i would imagine that would be a very challenging role for someone of an actor of that actual size that makes me think about the mom and what's eating i know that's exactly what i thought of because the only instance i can think of Mm -hmm. where it wasn't somebody playing somebody just in a suit and she was really good she was really very convincing and Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just interesting thought i will say that overall when i left i wasn't sure if i liked the movie but I was definitely affected by it. Okay. Like it was emotional and the story was good. I, I think now that I've had a day, I do think I did like it. I do think it's impressive. There were moments in it where I, maybe I didn't love, 
and there's definitely stuff to make you think. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a very effective movie. It's definitely not fun. Right. <laughs> this isn't a fun movie, <laughs> but it is an impressive movie and it's very emotional and it is exciting to see Brendan Fraser kind of digging in on something so intense. I would never have thought his career when he, uh, you know, in the nineties, it was all fun for the most part. He had some serious roles. Like he did, but, uh, Oh yeah. Like that, this. that movie about being, uh, at that college with, with pre- honors or oh without gosh. honors. One of what those a two, yeah. change from, uh, <laughs> Encino man, yeah, which is I know, where I, know. I will always love him in, but also I'm very glad from Encino man to the whale. Like what a journey. Yeah. Also that kind of brought to mind, maybe this isn't an answerable question, yeah. but you know, you like what you like, right. but if you are affected by a movie, like, what other movies have you been affected by, but you wouldn't say you liked the movies? Yeah. Is that a thing? I'm sure. I bet the most common one is a movie that just made you mad. Yeah. Oh, like Kids. Yeah, Or American right. Hi- History yeah, X. Yeah, I'm sure it was well done, mm-hmm. but I feel like what you did was maybe made me mad. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to make me mad, but I didn't couldn't say I liked it. Yeah. Dancer in the Dark is an example where <laughs> I did like it in the sense I know it was a good movie and it was impressive. It's definitely one that I just could never watch again because it's so devastating. Yeah. Agreed. All right. I like that. Yeah. Good, good explanation. You I, approve. I did what I you could. You passed my uh, <laughs> test. I will say one last thing about the movie, and this was, I don't want to end on a negative note, but it's more something, and I don't even know if it is a negative, but there is a scene in it. I don't think this is a spoiler. I mean, you've got somebody who's an eating addiction and is just, you know, massively overweight to the point where he may die. And there's a breakdown scene, the kind that you would see in any movie about like an alcoholic or a drug addict or someone who's addicted to sex, where they go on a binge. So you see this in this movie, but it's he's addicted to food. It's interesting because those other things I mentioned are all kind of romanticized in a lot of movies and in life. You know, we think alcoholism is like, oh, that's a sexy addiction. And it is not. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's really devastating. But you see it glamorized yep. so much. With food addiction, there's no romanticizing it or glamorizing it. For most people watching it, it's it's just gross. Mm-hmm. And it makes you judge that person not like you would if they were doing drugs. It's like, oh, that's intense. Food is not intense to people. I feel like the way they filmed it, they filmed it like they would a binge drinking scene. In my mind, when I watch that, I'm like, I don't think audiences are going to connect to this in this way, the way this is filmed. I feel like you would have to be more creative in how you film a binge eating scene mm-hmm. to where it doesn't come off to some people as like silly mm-hmm. or like it could be made fun of Yeah, because the other ones are also glamorized. Right. And this, you just can't do it with a scene like this. So that's the only part in it where I thought, I feel like you needed to be more outside of the box when you did this. Taking it just in a different direction with how yeah. like... Because I feel like you didn't get the impact wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. Like you had an impact, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it may have been the wrong one. Interesting. I know. I'm intrigued to see that part of the film and (laughs) see what my gut It could just be me. It could be off. Maybe everybody is like, oh, yeah, that's. But yeah, I don't know. Good observation. Well, thanks. I really I, I do think after thinking about this for so long and actually just during this talking about it, I do think it's an impressive movie. I think we're definitely worth seeing. Do you think because it is it gotten so many nominations that will remain in the theaters for a couple more weeks? I hope so. I know that it's doing its tail end of its run, mm-hmm. but I know I've seen a couple of theaters who've like put a couple more screenings in like one or two shows a day. Mm-hmm. I know it's at the Oriental Theater still this week. Hopefully it'll stick around, but definitely check around for it. 
All right, The Whale it is next up on my list next time I head to the theater. Because you didn't see this one, we have to start with you for what else have you been watching? Well, you kind of hinted earlier. <laughs> um, we burned through all four episodes of Poker Face. Oh, you did. Oh, that's good. I have, what I think, delight. one left. What a delight. That is a really good show. It is a really good show. I love the fact that there is an overarching theme going through the whole show, but each episode's almost standalone. Yeah. And it's not formulaic in a bad way. It's just, and this isn't giving anything away, like each episode starts off by showing you a crime that was committed. Yeah. But then how they get there and how Natasha's character is intertwined in it all, but it's really clever and it doesn't seem like, oh, of course she was there. Right, Like right. just the way they wrote it and directed it, I think is super clever. I love that the fact in each episode, there's different famous people where yeah. you're like, I love them. I love her. I love him. Because that's yeah. kind of cool. That doesn't happen a lot. Oh, yeah. Unless you're an SVU and you get a special role <laughs> yeah. on an episode. I'm going to use this same platform to say this is also what I've been watching. What I love about it is that it is, and coincidentally, we've been watching Murder, She Wrote lately. Ooh. We've been watching the old show, Murder, She Wrote. This <laughs> is very clearly formatted to be like those old shows, like Columbo, Murder, She Wrote, even the A-Team, I'm going to say that right now. It's a, got a lot of parallels with the A-Team. But it is from those like 70s and 80s shows. Even the titles at the front, they have the little like CM, the little like trademark at the bottom. That's the first thing I pointed yeah. out. I'm like, this is like we're watching an 80s TV yeah. show. I'm so glad that they you brought that up. They do the credits. Even. Yeah, and they go, it's starring Natasha mm -hmm. Leone. They do that. But it is, it's like an overarching thing that she's on the run. She's a character who can tell if people are lying. That's mm -hmm. the core of it. Opening episode, you see why she's on the run, and then you see her going town to town, mm -hmm. solving mysteries. It's just like it's Night Rider, it's yeah. A Team, A Team. They're on the run, they're being chased, and yet they help people. I love it. I feel like there was one point. I don't know if it was in the episode you didn't see yet or the third episode where she kind of actually pokes fun at the fact that. Like someone says something like, wouldn't it be great to just go and solve crimes or yeah. something <laughs> everywhere you go? And she kind of like side eyes and she's like, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, and exactly. it's, so it's got like funny moments, too. Yeah. And she's so good in this role. I almost thought like she wrote it herself because yeah. just how she slides into it is exactly how I feel like she is maybe in real oh, life. Yeah, yeah. She's playing herself. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I highly recommend Poker Face. Watch it. It is streaming, which is how we watched it. Um, yeah, Prime? it's on Peacock. It is on Peacock. Yeah, which has some really good stuff. I For a while, I avoided it, and then now I'm like, oh, no, there's stuff on here I need to see. Yeah, watch that. And it, the episodes are short and snappy. You don't have to watch them all in a row like I did, but if you've got an afternoon that you want to watch good stuff, yeah. we didn't get bored we're like another one yeah no yeah i know i wanted to go right into one but i was like i want to save it because there's only four right now but i assume there'll be more coming out pretty soon i think they drop every thursday oh nice yeah that's great all right we did it again not bad my first episode <laughs> where i didn't get a chance to see the movie but i feel like you gave me some really exciting things to look forward to and you didn't ruin anything either which i am Good. always afraid i'm doing in these podcasts of ruining things for people that didn't see them yet. i feel like if they're gonna listen to us they're rolling the dice man <laughs> you know what you're getting you know what you're doing <laughs> thanks so much for listening everybody 
Cinnabuds yes. is produced by Curie Salinas. Thank yeah, you so much. Absolutely. And the theme song is by the wonderful Brit Newski. And we couldn't do any of this without your support. So thank you to members of both Milwaukee Film and Radio Milwaukee for making content like this possible. Yeah, we love you.